0: you're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you.
1: Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. Wisconsin, the state of cheese, makes half of the nation's specialty cheese and wins more awards than any other state or country. Our heritage and traditions master cheesemaker program and the American propensity for innovation all put Wisconsin on the cutting wedge of cheesemaking. With over 600 varieties of cheese to choose from and 5,500 national and international awards and counting, get ready to turn your refrigerator into a trophy case. Enjoying a Wisconsin cheese is basically like winning a gold medal in culinary achievement. Set your mind at cheese. When you bite into a wedge of Wisconsin wonderful, you know it is made with the ultimate skill and passion possible. Find your next favorite cheese at wisconsincheese.com.
0: I'm Lou Bank. I am Chava And this is Agave Road Trip. It is the critically acclaimed award-winning podcast that helps green Gex bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits in rural Mexico. Okay. So last week, uh, Chava, which was really just a few minutes ago for us, last week, mm-hmm. we, uh, we talked, you know, I, it's funny, I, I have it listed as we bickered about, we didn't really bicker, we kind of agreed on everything.
2: I think we just had uh, different uh, parts of the narrative. How about that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, we, we have so, we have different parts of the puzzle. <laughs> yeah, so 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 last week we talked about different parts of
0: the puzzle <laughs> That's as so to worried. whether or not mezcal uh, is sustainable and what it means to be sustainable. But you know, I think the the bigger and more important question is: is anything
2: sustainable? Uh, how about rephrasing <laughs> yeah what about rephrasing that i'm saying do we have any other uh industries that we can learn from huh? <laughs> do we have any issues? well you know so um uh, yes of
0: course we do we can learn from every industry but but does it still make that industry sustainable? Is there any model that I would, that that we would, that anyone would uh, be able to um, honestly claim is one hundred percent sustainable?
2: Uh, can I can I have can I make a little bet? <laughs> sure Jaffa. is this another five peso bet it's a five peso that that is that is as much money are you as I tracking
0: bet. all of our five peso bets
2: uh, no but i was talking about my with my father i had breakfast with him about betting yep. and he once lost a full year of money playing uh the cards so he says that that was a tough lesson to learn Hmm. So betting is not sustainable. It is not. <laughs> Clearly it's not. I mean, he was in his twenties. He would live in a small town, didn't have much to spend his money on. So wow. it's fine. A, it was fine. A year. Wow. He didn't like it. No, he didn't speak with it in good spirits. But anyways, uh I think that maybe one of my favorite and Probably people are so bored about me always using textiles as the one industry that I think can do things. I don't know about people, but I sure am. But keep going. (laughs) Yes, I know. So I believe textiles when done with uh, well-sourced cotton or fibers. I mean, even textiles made with agave fibers, if you wish, and that are being dyed with natural dyes in a certain scale mm-hmm. can be a great model. The thing that makes textiles so, so, such a great thing, I believe, mm-hmm. or like really high quality textiles a great thing, is that they can last you a lifetime. So okay. your impact can be tiny because you're buying something that you're gonna be owning for the next 40, 50 years, and you're not creating that impact again in that amount of time. The problem with alcohol is that we drink it and that a <laughs> bottle... <laughs> and uh, depending who even, you are, that bottle may not last that long. Even so tiny like,
0: sips, even tiny sips. Adam even tiny bottle.
2: sips, those bottles go away. Well, you um, know...
0: It's it's funny, child that you bring that up because in fact there was there was this article in Seven Fifty Daily uh, a year year or so ago, and the title of it is uh, I've got it pulled up here, and we'll link to it in the uh, on the episode page. But the, the title is "Climate Friendly Spirits Production Is Possible." These distilleries are demonstrating how, mm-hmm. and and so they 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 profile uh, a handful of distilleries that um, uh, that. Appear to be um, <laughs> lowering <laughs> carbon footprints, but but so so the, the big highlight of this particular um, article is uh, oh where'd my notes go the the highlight of the article is this distillery called Appalachian Gap. And they are located in a town in Vermont where Connie and I happened to be vacationing uh, over 4th of July last year because our mm-hmm. friend Rob, shout out to Rob, I won't say his last name, he hates it when I say his last name, mm-hmm. um, uh, where our friend Rob lives. And so I I happened to wander in and I was able to talk to one of the owners and get a good quote from him about his about what makes his distillery um, a what they consider a model for sustainability.
3: Okay, sure, please. Okay. One of the big basic issues you have with the distillery is what do you do with the waste? Because one of the things you can do with the waste, in some distilleries they do this, is you just flush it down the drain. Right. The problem is a distillery our size is roughly equivalent to a town flushing the toilet in terms of the waste impact on the waste treatment plant, so you have to divert it Um What a lot of distilleries in Vermont do is they send it to farms. And they spread it on fields and things like that. Um, What we do is that we we have it trucked to a local um, anaerobic digester company that also accepts beer and and, um, from breweries and grain from breweries, and they convert it to um, methane, I believe, and then they immediately generate burn the methane to generate natural gas or uh, to generate um, electricity from from the methane. If I understand their process perfectly, I know that it's being used for energy, but I, and I basically know anaerobic digestion, but I'm not a real expert.
2: I love this so much.
0: Right. So that was that was Chuck Birkins, one of the uh, the owners of Appalachian Gap.
2: OK, so I, I do have a full argument about this. So I think that. Thinking about isolated industries having the capacity to regenerate their environments or to be less offensive to their environments is actually the wrong way to go about this. Whoa! And wow! Yeah, Hang yeah, yeah. on, left uh, turn. I did not expect. Okay. No, no, no. It, well, me. I mean, I'm going to come back to this. Actually, I'm going to. It's you. Do you remember that I used to work at an industrial park in Oaxaca? Yeah, El which park is a industrial. very funny
0: phrase in and of itself, industrial mm. park. It's like trying to like talk about greenwashing. Now that's
2: greenwashing. <laughs> it's not a park. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, but it's Oaxaca 2000. So progress is the future. Oaxaca 2000. <laughs> uh, yeah, I loved it. But there was no industries there. I mean, it was really broken. I used to call it the industrial jungle, but back in the day, uh, we used to write (laughs) a bunch of applications for research and whatnot. And one of the fantasies that I decided to pitch to, to, so like it was like an award, it was like a design award. It was like why, like usually people talk about industrial parks as this horrible thing that happens outside of the cities, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to live close to an industrial park because the most popular, like the most polluted ugly, smelly part of a city. But if you're able for a bunch of the industries to talk to each other in terms of processes... Mm-hmm. So the waste of the distillery becomes the methane for the glass blowing, and then the exhaust heat from the glass blowing becomes the energy for the distillation. And you start creating all these chains in which everything fits of each other. You could actually use the industrial park as a huge water filter. You could use the industrial park as a huge production production of energy. You can use it as a very positive uh, muscle, if you wish. So I think that one of the biggest problems that we have right now, and why a bunch of the industries are very offensive, is because they're not talking with each other in terms of their production. Their waste is waste, and it's not being fed to somebody else that can convert that. That it's exactly by them.
1: (laughs) Okay, but
2: (laughs) I don't understand then why you dislike that quote, because that no, no, no. no. I, I, I know what I am saying is that that this is like this is an example of that. The fact that they have to truck it far away—that could be rephrased ah, in a so it's not ice, every okay. They, they're all not neighbors, you, fitting of each you other. You like what they're doing. You just want everything to be closer because that makes it that actually makes it more sustainable. And I want more points of contact. I you know. You like know, what, I, what, what if what if their distillery could be working out of part of that thing So you have everything concentrated in a little bit of an island where everybody everybody's energy and everybody's voice is talking to each other you know I like I get what you're saying but
0: I think that in essence I think that in essence even what you're suggesting is not sustainable because you're still talking about the creation of stuff
2: to be trucked from the place and sold somewhere else well and and that's where it gets I mean in when you're s- When you are evaluating (laughs) how offensive something is, it's a case by case scenario. So Mm -hmm. maybe, and again, like I'm starting to get more interested in the term regenerative than sustainable, because I think that it's easier to measure in a way. Basically, with regenerative, it's like it's the area where you are standing and where you're producing thriving because you are producing something. Are you making more uh, acres of land have more biodiversity because you are there? It's basically uh, are are you contributing to what is around you?
0: Ah, well, okay. I like I get that, and I, I believe me. My, like my, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to look further than the projects we're doing. at sacred to understand that. I believe that it is good to do that on that land. But if if you're doing that. And yet the result is that the land a mile away is screwed up or 10 miles or 100 miles is screwed up as a result of what you're doing. You know, so so, so here's, here's a quote from the, the University of Texas, right, from a, a case study. And I, I think it speaks to why I don't think you can just look at the land around you and talk about regeneration, right? So the quote is, it takes about 20 gallons of water to make a pint of beer, And Constellation, that's Constellation Brands, predicts it will use 396 million gallons annually, the same amount it would take to supply more than 14,000 people with running water. Currently, 300,000 Baja Californians live without regular access to water, and nearly 6% of households lack running water.
2: Well, you're saying what I am let's, saying let's, that it's their immediate neighbors, Lou. No, no, but what what I'm saying is so okay, so let's say Constellation says,
0: Well, uh, we're gonna go ahead and put some money into making this place look beautiful. Right? No, no, like no, I no. don't
2: Well, like what they have to do, it's like how can we have access to like okay, so water doesn't just come from Anywhere, If they have forests, if they have more, more mountains with more trees that have more capacity of retaining water, if you create a whole program in which you are the creator of the water you might be able to use, that is what I, I'm trying to say. Okay, but you're still talking you, you a you, you have capturation systems. You're still
0: talking 132, wait, 132 million gallons of beer? It's got to be more than that, actually. But like, so you're talking 132 million gallons of beer is what it says here, right? A year, and uh, 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 and where is it going? And how is it getting there? And what is it doing to the water
2: supply well, to get course, to? Of course, and that's why I believe that in these things you have to be. I mean, it's super. I mean, if it if it was easy, we will have solved this a long time ago. But well, it is you have to be. You have to it be is- dissecting and integrating all the time. You have to be able to look at specific, okay, let's look at water, right? So let's say, where did they build their factory in order to source the water? Did they build it in a place where they could get a very deep well and they knew they were going to have five years of water, even if they were allowing for everybody around them not to have water? Or did they build their factory by a mountain that if they know that if they keep in very good shape, that's going to be their source of water for the next 200 years? That is that is the that is the mind shift that I think it's important. And then it's also and and this is so hard for contemporary industry. And honestly, I think it's an unsolvable situation sometimes because growth is king. But when do you decide that you if you keep on expanding in that specific place, you are incapable. Even if you have the best scientists, the best engineers, the best mm-hmm. intentions, everything yep. is going great. There's always a limit. There's always a limit where, you know, like I put this many, this mountain is the healthiest mountain. It's sequestrating this amount of water. I still, if I go past this, uh, like it doesn't make
0: sense. You just circled back around to make uh, the argument that you argued against in last week's episode. Which one? Where you like smaller actually is better. (laughs) This <laughs> is in essence what you're saying that the smaller operation No 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 no, no. is more sustainable. What, what I am
2: saying is you have to be able to know which is the limit. It's not about small or medium or big. It's about knowing what is the right size for the right environment.
0: Right and how do you tell that from the outside? Smaller from, is better.
2: Uh, <laughs> in no, essence, no, like, no 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 no. Yeah. No, I you no, know no, like no, I, no, I think it's it's, it's a, I mean it's it's Sergio's project in Ultramundo. Yeah, He has 10,000 hectares. He can responsibly harvest 80% of what he has at hand every year.
0: Is what they think.
2: Is what they think. That's not yeah. small, Lou. I'm sorry, oh, no, but that, I get that. that is, that it, is it, not it, small. The estimate is so, it's about 30,000 liters a year. So that is an example of medium, if you wish, in the mezcal context. Sure. And that and that is responsible. Now, if he had 100,000 hectares, mm-hmm. that's 300,000 liters. Uh-huh. And that's big. And I, it's I, I still get responsible. I,
0: I get that, but but you and I know that because we've seen the land and we've had the conversation with Sarah. And we know that it's not marketing bullshit. My point is from the outside as a consumer, you are safest going with small because small, well, they're not taking a lot of water from one place.
2: But for, yeah, 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 but ceramics, when well, they used to use lead. So one of the most polluting industries in, in the suburbs of Oaxaca yeah. for the quality of the air of Oaxaca. Uh-huh. I mean, I love them with a passion, but it was a ceramics in Atzompa because uh-huh. all their glazes had uh-huh. lead. Yep. Tiny family operation, heritage production of ceramics, yep. all the right things for someone from the outside to say, yes, these are the good guys. And they just had one element in their production that made them extremely offensive, even as being small. I get it, but that's sort of my point. I mean, you've heard about uh, black widows, right? Lou, small insect kills a big body. (laughs) Sure, yes, (laughs) I get that.
0: But that's my point: is none of this is easy. None of this is easy. In fact, I think the only answer, the only answer to this, if you really want to just support sustainable, is. Become a subsistence farmer.
2: Oh, come on. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 No, no, I I think- The only true way to be sustainable, subsistence farmer. I hate that conclusion with a passion. The right way to do this, (laughs) it's find more projects that understand where they're standing, the amount of resources that can be used in that ecosystem while giving back to them Mm -hmm. and that are not crossing that line. How do you know that? Yes, very hard. I mean, we're lucky (laughs) enough to-
0: And, and how many resources do you burn up finding those projects? Uh, burn up uh, like how like your brain cells in or? other words i you know i talk about i talk about our people that too but i talk about the carbon wake that you and i leave when we go on these agave road trips like we we expend a lot of resources to go and meet guys like sergio to see those projects
2: yeah yeah but uh, i mean i mean i i also don't uh i'm not a huge fan of this over the top uh puritan approach of I need not to do anything because well, clearly I, I, I'm not, clearly I'm not either.
0: Because we go on a guy road trips. Well, okay, okay. So and I, I'm not a
2: subsistence farmer, I live in Chicago. Okay. And what I am saying is, I, I believe, I mean, I've seen this, I've seen people that have beautiful, luscious lives that are, I think that your really ugly, horrible, not enjoyable HM t shirt is far more destructive. Than the beautiful textiles made with agave fibers that you can find in one of these towns, and I I, no, would I, disagree, I, I know, but I know it's it still, for sure. it's, I, so, it's still,
0: but it's still a compromise because you're having to drive to the town.
2: Like this is yeah, 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 yeah. But what I am saying is the the yeah, like that H and M ugly shirt that you're getting is creating political distress in Kenya because of, like it's it's impact. It, it is just like so beyond your capacity to 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 touch. Like it it's it's a black widow. It's like it can I, I, kill an elephant. The venom of that little thing can kill an elephant. And then these other things is more like a dog with a flu. You know, it might make <laughs> you feel bad for a few days, but it's not the end of the world. So I I, th- I think you If know, you've like, got
0: to make a choice, and you do have to make a choice,
2: otherwise it's impossible to live.
0: So, okay, sure. That's which is which is exactly my point. Like, is unless you're going to become a subsistence farmer, you're going to make compromises.
2: Yes, but but this, I really hope that doesn't
0: that doesn't mean like, oh well, screw it. You can't if you can't do anything, go ahead and get that H and M t shirt. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying recognize that you're making a compromise and and try to do the best you can and try to give back where you
2: can and. And, and they there's just stuff that it's over the top offensive, like the water situation in Monterey right now connected to the beer. I mean, that's that's obscene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like so when you are in face with such obscene situations, I will be like, okay, like maybe you don't want to drink Tecate, right? Like yeah. it, you know what when you when you see like such such strong indicators of someone being so fundamentally wrong, they're mm-hmm. so close to you. I might be uh, you know cheering for people to stop supporting with their money that. But yeah.
0: Well now you've just blown our Takate sponsorship.
2: Thanks, Java. Mm, I said Takate, <laughs> not Takate Light Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Only Takate Light will sponsor us. <laughs> Nice.
0: Okay. Well, I think I think that's a wrap for this. Ep- the second part of our three part sustainability mini series. And if you're
2: not sad and ready to never hear us again,
0: kudos to you. Right. Uh, and go drink something uh, made not small but made with best practices. <laughs> okay. Adiós,
2: joven. Lou. Hasta right. pronto.